1: Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB At-Bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only 3 dollars per month.
3: Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties
1: the game. Subscribe to At-Bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Yeah, I think he would actually be a great fit with New York, and here's why. Oh my gosh, Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson. Absolutely. Pay him a million dollars and let him resurrect his career. (laughs) I actually have experience with this. (laughs) Vinny Testaverde got cut by the Baltimore Ravens. We signed him in June and went to the championship game that year. Where where else is he going to go? He has to resurrect his career. So if you have to sit for a year, why not sit behind one of the greatest of all times and then be a free agent? again? He's 36 years old. No one's going to hand him a starting job. He's going to have to be a backup somewhere. The the and Park would be like the real husbands of Hollywood. If you have Aaron Rodgers Man. and Russell Williams. You would have to put them back on hard knocks. <laughs> you have <laughs> to. Have to do right. it you is. would have to.
3: Mike Tenenbaum on ESPN's Get Up. Russell Wilson. How about to the Jets? The big story of the weekend from the NFL about quarterback. There's a little bit of buzz of Cousins to Atlanta. Yep. Cousins. His wife is from there, I guess. Yeah. The other one, though, is that it appears the Steelers are going to go with either Kenny Pickett
2: or Mason Rudolph. All right. Now, why would Good you to them? Why would you say that? Not only that, they can't decide between the two. Why would you say that? Why would you
3: close the door? I mean, I'm sure they're not actually closing the door, right? Could they have conversations about Fields and maybe Russell Wilson, maybe a draft pick? They could. Jerry Dulak is the Steelers reporter that mm-hmm. has reported this, that the Steelers appear to be – Torn between Mason Rudolph and Kenny Pickett. Okay. Great. That sounds like being torn between Lossman and Edwards, right? You're just living in that spot of... Wow, that's such a good comparison. It really yeah, is. It's it a, is. It's a it's a first-rounder so that didn't do much and a third-rounder, and what are we doing here? Yeah. Arthur Smith with one of those two guys. Okay, good luck. Warren Sharp, I saw, say, not a serious franchise.
2: I saw a stat this weekend that they only have since... Ben Roethlisberger retired. They have 25 passing touchdowns. Yes. 25. And they've made the playoffs. It's not fair no. that they've been allowed to make the playoffs. But I'm very glad to see this is where they're at. They they're, They just don't know. They have no clue. No clue what wins. That they think Pickett and Rudolph. Oh, we just can't decide. These guys are both so good. Rudolph doesn't even have a contract. That would have to imply that they're in they're real impressed by him. Think of that. The guy's a free agent. He can go anywhere. You aren't tied to him. It's not like he's oh he'll be back because he's under contract. You'd have to actively bring him back to the team. And you were that impressed in three games in his fourth season. It's not like he hasn't been there. It's not like some some newfound like, oh, we just threw this guy in. See what happened? He played games for them in twenty nineteen. And the two years after that. So I don't know. I don't know what they thought. Mason Mason Rudolph had so much power that he changed their opinion in three weeks at the end of that career. If you're if you're in a spot where a quarterback that quickly, with that resume, can convince you that he should be the starting quarterback for week one of the next year, I mean it should tell you everything you need to know about Tomlin Steelers right now. Also, internal division, not Tomlin Steelers with that culture. <laughs> that's right. That's no right. internal division there ever. 803 Got a wide receiver idea of the day. Maybe we should revisit
3: one we talked about at the end of last week. Dan Graziano, ESPN, is writing about the Brandon Ayuk situation. hmm Here's what he writes. Given the way the rest of the wide receiver market still hasn't shaken out, it's going to be very difficult for the Niners to navigate this offseason. They could use help at every offensive line position other than left tackle. They need to replace older vets. They probably have to do something about linebacker. But here's what he writes for Ayuk as the most likely outcome. To me, the most likely way this shakes out is Ayuk ends up getting traded to a team where he's the clear number one wideout where he can get the extension he wants, leaving the Niners to draft his replacement in the first round. That's the cleanest way for them to address all their other needs. I see San Francisco extending uh, Hafanga, and coming Mm -hmm. to some sort of arrangement with Juszczyk and Greenlaw keeps them around. That leaves the Niners to run it back with the same basic core, some upgrades in key spots, and Ayuk cheering them on from afar. Dan Graziano thinks Ayuk's getting traded. Wow. Now, if you missed it last week, my take on Ayuk is this. This is the next Diggs trade. He is going to be what Diggs was is here. Mm-hmm. He was a great player, not used as much as he could be. And if a team decides, we'll give you a first-round pick for Brandon Ayuk, which would be a good idea for a lot of teams. Mm-hmm. Is, it, is it a good idea for the Bills? All right, let, me, let me chew on this for a minute.
2: Is well, he, in a vacuum, yes. right. You know, it's, a, just, it's, 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 just, it's just figuring out the money after the fact.
3: right? Yes to a degree. Here's the problem. There's still a a problem here. Like, Diggs and his money exists. This is the only actual reasonable replacement for Diggs that's, I mean, been mentioned. I haven't seen anybody mention him to the Bills as a realistic option. But for anybody out there that wants to talk about moving on from Diggs and the easy response is an immediate, what on earth are you going to do with number one receiver? This is a viable plan. That. It's the only one. It's a more viable plan than Mike Evans then mm-hmm. Calvin Ridley, then T. Higgins is Ayuk. Mm-hmm. He's better than them all. He's a true number one who is – he's Diggs. He's the number one receiver in the NFL in yards per target and only got targeted 105 times. Get him 150 targets, you'll get 1,800 yards. Ayuk like, on a team that will throw it is a cheat code. He is awesome. He's young. He's awesome. He's going to get a big contract. So, boy, Joe, how am I spinning this for the Bills? They call, they offer 28, if that's even enough. They traded 20 for Diggs and brought him here and got him signed to a contract. Mm -hmm. You trade for Ayuk, you give him the 28th pick. It's probably not enough. You You give him 28 and Shakir. You extend him and lower his cap hit this year so you can fit him and Diggs at the same time. Then you move on from Diggs next year, and Ayuk is your new number 1. And in the process, you draft a number 2 in the second round. Like to me, it, well, yeah. it's it's a lot of work, and I was going back and forth with a few people on this on Twitter where you could you could do the money. Greg Thompson cover one actually did a mock contract for Ayuk, how you could make it work, and you could do it, but you probably can't give him as much money up front as other teams, and everything everything for me, Joe, always circles right back to your best plan is to just keep Stephon Diggs, have him continue to be very good. Have Shakir continue to be very good and draft a receiver in the first round. And you should be very good. You could move heaven and earth if you want to. Or you could take a very easy, reasonable, not giving up assets, not giving up big money way. And just draft one in the first round. Brian Thomas Jr. Or you know maybe second round, who knows where these guys all slide in. Like mm-hmm. Javon Baker. There are good options outside the top three that are cheap, that'll come in, that'll contribute. Ayuk is a tremendous player and if he were on the Bills it would translate to, it would honestly be the next Diggs trade for me because Diggs was one of my favorite players to watch before he came here and Ayuk is on the short list of that for me like the, my only other receiver I like watching more than him might be Amonra St. Brown mm-hmm. that guy's unbelievably fun to watch and he's not about to get traded so Ayuk's a great idea it would just it, it would it would involve a symphony from Brandon
2: Bean to get all those pieces, all those working parts in place. Well, let me ask a question: What what made trading for Diggs a first round pick when they did it? What made that better a better idea than just drafting one? Uh, the guarantee that you were going to get it right. Right. That would be what you're doing with Ayuk. Yes. And at that time, why they traded for Diggs? They didn't have a number one wide receiver in the building for the next not just that year, for years. They didn't have that guy in the building. How different is that right now? Very. You you might think you have that for this year. It is, but you. I I feel like it's a similar enough spot where I don't know who their number one receiver is three years from now. I hope it's a first round pick guy. But right, the the same theory would be put into place of. I'm trading the 22nd pick for Diggs because I'm eliminating the risk. I'm eliminating some fact that I miss on the pick or whatever. There's not a guy there. I am just locking in this guy's great. He's my number one wide receiver for the next five years. That would be exactly what you're doing by trading for Brandon. You you would eliminate all risk of... You'd pay for it. You'd pay for it in a big way, but that would be the same mentality of, I don't know who my number one wide receiver is down the road here. I don't know who my number one wide receiver is long term. And I'm going to draft the guy and hope that that guy's the guy. I still like that idea a ton, but if I do that for Brandon Ayuk, I know it. I know the answer for five years. The funny thing about Ayuk, it's a little bit of irony here, because
3: as you lay out that trade like the Diggs-Jefferson trade, you'll have some people say, well, you probably should have just stayed put and drafted Jefferson, which we should all raise our hand and say, oh, really? The Bills, who
2: clearly takes the guy that also wants Mahomes. That, right. guy's well, a, that guy's got it. A, that guy's got a Bills team in his head with Mahomes throwing passes to Justin Jefferson. But
3: that's that's in the world where the Bills just you know draft receivers high, which we've seen they don't do. Hopefully until this year. Do you know the receiver that was taken right after Jefferson?
1: Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
2: I know, wasn't the guy before him Jalen Rager? That's right. I don't remember who went after him, no. Ayuk. Was it really? He was was three picks later. (laughs) So what you're saying is they probably would have got it right if they just said even if they didn't get Jefferson, they might have taken who went it. after Ayuk? Wasn't it like a three more really good guys? T Higgins,
3: Michael Pittman, so, and uh, Lavisca Chenault. Okay, so they
2: probably were going to end up with a pretty darn good guy anyway. But they, again, they, they, no, what? 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 Let's be real. What? What would they
3: probably have done? Hold on, let me go through the draft here. After Justin Jefferson was uh, linebacker Kenneth Murray, they would have done that. Or they would have taken corner. Uh, Jeff, I don't know. They
2: they have taking corner Jeff Gladney. You think if they didn't trade for Diggs, they weren't picking a receiver there? Wasn't the Diggs trade them showing that we needed a receiver? Yes, because
3: one became available, and it was obvious. They've needed a receiver for three
2: years, but they knew then they needed a number one receiver. If okay. they didn't find their way to a veteran, I I don't know. I I feel pretty confident they that had, they knew that they needed a number one some way or
3: another. They had Cole Beasley and John Brown off the street, and what did right. they do in last year's draft? They did
2: not draft a receiver until the fifth round. Brown, who, by the way, I looked, Brown's year before they j- traded for Diggs was very similar to the year Diggs just had. Brown had 115 targets, 1,060 yards, and six touchdowns. And Diggs just had, on 160 targets, 1,100 yards, 80, and 83, and then eight touchdowns. So they had a guy that was pretty good. Like, John Brown was not Diggs, not, didn't have the track record of Diggs, but the season he was coming off of was, was pretty good. But you could do better. Yeah. And that's kind of what just happened with Diggs a little bit. It's That was a pretty good year by Diggs. It's very different in that it was split one first half versus second half. But I think there's merit to it. I think, and I also, but, I don't know. I think they would have done it if they hadn't traded for Diggs. They would have drafted one of those receivers. I'm not convinced at all. In the face of needing
3: receiver badly, they continue to not take one this year. They're finally going to do it. But I would not be convinced at all. They would have taken a receiver. No way.
2: Yeah. I gotta Mike, Ten- I'm just, just taking the two. I gotta take a picture of this Jerry Judy for Zach Wilson trade that they're now they've got a graphic for him. Yeah. They've got a graphic for it. Oh, it's so good. So back
3: to the Ayuk idea and the Diggs idea, like here's the other part of it. So it's not just a, again, I can't really get the bills to get to that spot because it's so many moving parts. If they do this, they have to give Ayuk massive money and sure they can move some of that into future years, but it's still a big hit this year. No matter what, I think the cap hit, let me, let me pull up what it was that that Greg headed at this uh mock contract because other teams are going to be able to offer more teams that aren't strapped on the cap right teams that aren't in that spot and other teams are going to be able to I don't know be more willing to part with some of their assets or just it's going to be tough I, I don't I don't see an Ayuk
2: trade as an actual realistic thing for the, for the Bills so let me ask you how many teams is it realistic for then the teams that are that have rookie quarterback contracts mm, probably Houston I wouldn't do it if I'm Houston because I'm already, I'm, I'm borderline set at receiver. I know, man, but if I do that, if I'm Houston, I feel like I'm the I best am, I am, football. I'm coming after the Chiefs if I do that, right? Yep. That if I it. walk into next year with Brandon Ayuk, Nico Collins, and Tank Dell, who is coming off an injury, but I saw a report this weekend he'll be good by OTA, so he's he's doing fine there. I, man, I would, if I'm Houston, I would love that idea because. That's me taking a step towards being one of these elite, unstoppable teams. I'm, I'm the Bengals now. At least, right? How are the Bengals been great? They have an elite franchise quarterback with three really good wide receivers. And if I'm the Texans, I, I think I walk in knowing I'm the same thing next year if I do that. Um, so that's just one team. I, it probably does have to be a team, though, with a rookie quarterback contract. Which, by the way, is the 49ers. Which is why it just doesn't make sense to me that they just wouldn't do that. They wouldn't just pay him. He's great. It. I don't know about him being disgruntled. It sounds like to me, a lot of the reporting and the talk about him is that the, one, the only reason you're giving him to be disgruntled is you're not paying him. So just pay him. Pay him like the elite receiver that he is and you don't have to move this guy off the roster and then kind of start from scratch behind Debo Samuel at wide receiver. But I feel like it's got to be a team with a rookie quarterback contract that's going to do it. If they do it,
3: speaking of that, seen a little bit of Mike Evans chatter to Carolina,
2: which is Hmm. nuts, right? Yeah, Carolina doesn't have receivers, but why would anybody is that the is that the least desirable team to go to right now? Carolina, especially for how old's Mike Evans? Thirty-one, thirty-two. Like he's going into probably his last big contract. He's going to go to he's going to go to Carolina. To do what? Win five games? Six games? I don't see it. They'll do something desperate, though, because they need a receiver badly. One,
3: one thing on that, though, about like, Evans to Carolina, you might want to try and convince him to come here. How effective can the Bills be on come here to win? Still effective. There, I don't think there's any doubt about that, right? But if you go back to, I don't know, a couple years ago, Is J.J. Watt my best example? Is Beckham my example that I want here? Like Beckham signs in Baltimore, and there was probably a little bit of, oh, I thought you wanted a chance to win, right? Bills fans had the opportunity to go puff your chest out. Hey, if you want to come win a Super Bowl, come here. Kansas City can definitely claim that. Who's the second best team right now to claim that? Come here if you want to win. In the entire NFL. Because I do think for a good two years, the Bills would have been a popular answer at number two. And Mm -hmm. would you put them at number two right now for that? I'm not saying they should be very far down the list. Bucky Brooks listed eight Super Bowl windows (laughs) in his article and left the Bills out of it, not in the top eight. Uh, Like, come here if you want to win. The list used to be Kansas City, Buffalo, Philly, had a couple good strong years. San Francisco. San Francisco. And right about now, if let's say there's two teams working on a receiver. It's Mike Evans or it's... You know, you're trying to get a, a veteran to come, and the, the final piece is chance to win. It's the Bills and the Lions. Who's mm. got the better argument? Probably the Bills because of Josh Allen. I think it's because of Allen. Okay, it's the Bills and the Bengals. It's the Bills and the Texans. It's the Bills and they throw out a couple more. Baltimore. I just I don't I don't know how effective the come here if you want to win. Bill's argument is, it's probably still pretty good, but it doesn't look like the clear number two or
2: 1B that it felt like two years ago. Mm -hmm. Well, they did it, right? They got Vaughn. Yeah. Vaughn, they paid Vaughn more than Dallas, we know for sure, because Vaughn said that. But they got Vaughn because of who they had become, and because of Allen, and because of the desire to want to win another Super Bowl. Can they do that again? I mean, what is... If Mike Evans is getting courted by the Bills and he's got to take less money to come here, be, but the the idea is what we're going to sell you on, your chance to win a Super Bowl is going to be a lot higher here than certainly Carolina. Who's isn't he calling Von Miller? I'm not saying it's going poorly, but it will maybe be up to some of those guys. Like, how's it going here? Like, oh yeah, you should totally do this. Like, we're going to win. We're close. There's a belief here in that. I would hope they wouldn't read into the Diggs thing without knowing, maybe texting him first about that, because Diggs even said he was a part of the reason that Vaughn came here. That he I don't know if he would have said the word recruited, but Vaughn did talk about on a podcast that he would have talked to Diggs before signing with the Bills. So that's another element of if if it's out there in the winds, even if it's un and if it, it's unfounded that Diggs is unhappy and wants out. Like I would hope the, uh, Mike Evans would reach out to him first and be like, "All oh, that's BS, and you should definitely come here because we're that close. Yeah. It'll come down to player recruitment, I think, as much as anything. Player recruitment is how they got Beckham in the building. You might need Vaughn. Can he, he's got $20 million on the cap, and I don't trust him to get a lot of sacks next year, so maybe one of the benefits of still having him here would be, go get us one of these top players who've been trying to get us for two years. Free agency starts less than a month. Combines
3: next week. Free agency mar the legal tampering is March eleventh to thirteenth. Legal tampering. Legal tampering. Hey, Set the calendar for legal tampering. Yeah. I'm excited for it. 8030550. Meanwhile, tomorrow is the uh, opening of the franchise tag window.
2: Yes. Which is why where all this started because it sounds like Evans is not going to get tagged by the by the Bucs. Yep. T. Higgins likely to get franchise tagged.
3: Have you seen anything on Michael Pittman for that? No. How the, do they not tag him? Everything I read about Michael Pittman includes a little blurb in there about how the Colts expect to lose him. And I
2: don't understand how they would possibly let that happen. The tag is $21.3 million. They should pay him that. What, like, I don't even understand why they wouldn't. He's young. He's 26. He's great. Uh, I mean, you're not even making the long-term commitment. That would be a weird one if he, uh, if he went to market because he's very good. 8030550, Jeremy and Joe...
3: On WTR,
1: We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs.